You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. JSE has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow, and it's the doubleheader dream team edition, as always on a Tuesday. And tonight I'm speaking to Viv Governor from Rand Swiss in Johannesburg and David Shapiro from Sasson Securities also in the city of gold and we've got to talk about a couple of things um viv i'll start with you gdp growth i'm having a look at something from a well-known economist and she says the following economic growth insufficient fixed investment stymieing growth outlook now this is obviously before we got the gray listing thing and before all sorts of other things so even before those things insufficient investment in the country has been a factor and it could get worse viv Oh, yes, most certainly it could get worse. And if you talk about insufficient investment, it's probably ESCOM 10 or 15 years ago, electricity generation, quite frankly. Because I think that was the major issue in the country. If you look at what was happening there, it was, you know, I think seven out of 10 sectors were down. Uh, the only thing that were up were uh, personal services, construction and transport and storage uh, and communication. Uh, you're looking at 1.3% uh, down. The expectations were closer to about 0.4% shrinking for the last quarter. Uh, Local shedding was a huge issue. Last, uh, the last quarter, basically, uh, the end of 2022, uh, we had, I think, two days without load shedding for the entire quarter, right? And most of those days were level three and level four and above sometimes. So in that kind of environment, the economy is, is, is obviously not, uh, you know, working out very well. And what you must understand is that there's other places in the world that have load shedding, places like Nigeria, other parts of the world, but in South Africa, it's it's something that's very new. We haven't had the systems in place to adjust to it. We haven't had, you know, the the, the kind of institutional knowledge, the, the kind of uh, you know, the habits to adjust to this kind of, uh, you know, thing. And so, like, I mean, the, a couple of weeks ago, David was mentioning the fact that, you know, even if a place doesn't have load shedding during the day, often it's empty because people don't want to take the risk of traveling by road and getting stuck in traffic when the robots stop working. Uh, so, yeah, this is, these are all these problems that are being caused by this particular uh, lack of investment in electricity con- uh, production a couple of decades ago. It's very interesting. David, I'll move to you on this one because I can almost hear you gnashing your teeth in the background there. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at uh, some, some stuff from Fitch. It says here, Fitch has recently highlighted that private infrastructure investment risks in South Africa include physical security challenges, particularly organized crime groups, construction and infrastructure, which reduces investment attractiveness. So in other words, you're building yeah. a, a block of flats or something, and some chaps come along with some um, some rifles and say, right, you've got to pay us for this. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Where did this suddenly come from, they, David? They learned from the American mafia. That's exactly how the American mafia took control of businesses, you know, as they moved out of drugs and prostitution and so on. Yeah. Uh, and they're well known. It's well documented during the 50s and, and 60s and that they would end up, they would go to a, a site and know that there was a building and you had to choose uh, a, a construction company which was owned by them or so on. And they forced you to do that. They, they took over the docks. They took over all of these businesses which became uh, mafia controlled, you know, and this is, so, so we've learned it from that. And, and what happens now is our local mafia rock up there and, you know, blockade a place or threaten and say, listen, you know, these are the people you will use to help you construct this building or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, you might've seen what they did in the Western Cape with education where, um, you know, the, the, 
the provincial administration wanted to um, finance transport for children, for school children, yes, and subsidise it. And uh, the taxi owners came in and and blockaded and said to the kids, "You catch those buses, you know, this is what will happen to you." And uh, you know, it's, yes, it's gone to the courts and so on, but that's how they operate. Don't mess with their roots. You know, and, and so we've been completely taken over by the mafia in every aspect of our lives, you know, the, from the taxis through to every part of our business, there's, there's, there's corruption. But this is becoming a very serious problem. And, you know, life means nothing. You know, your life is worth a, a thousand or a few thousand rand. They can get you easily bumped off for that. Okay, so, so just uh, David, uh, uh, this is very, very sinister. I mean, uh, I, I'd never heard of this construction intimidation before. Yeah. I understand there's there's been taxi wars and and, and taxi organisations go against each other and also go against organised public transport, which you've just mentioned. Uh, but uh, before I come to Viv, who's behind it? Is it European gangs? Is it international it, gangs? I, is it uh, um, South African crime. gangs? Yes, we but which know. is the yeah. organised crime? Where do they come well, from? Where do they originate from? Probably please? locals. They're yeah. certainly not going to be uh, uh, Zimbabweans or Nigerians or anybody like this. This is local. You know, these are local thugs that uh, that organises. So, and it's in the construction area. You know, mm. that's where. And there are many incidences that have been. Uh, reported of this uh, this intimidation, so it's you know it 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 could apply to any industry. You know, it could apply to the logistical industry, whatever. So it's it's a uh, um, you've read what's happened to uh, you read what happened to Eskom, whether you believe it or not. There's an element of truth behind it, where high, coal was hijacked. You know, the good coal taken out, bad coal put in, and so it goes. So I think it's something that that uh, we have to clean out from the bottom all the way up to the mm. top. And we act, you know, you know Lindsay, and I'm sorry for, for, for I listened to um, Ramaphosa last night, and the one thing about our politicians, they come on to the air with this air of uh, confidence, you know, that everything is going right and we're in control, we know what we're doing. And I just look, I just shake my head, I say, oh, my God, you know. Viv, I've got to bring you in this, on, on this one now. I mean, I'm just thinking of the, the fact that the Republic of South Africa was taken over by some people, allegedly by the, the Guptas, and major politicians, influential politicians, were complicit in, in this takeover. Now, David, and the news and you are going to confirm that the Mafia is taking over industry, in other words, construction, yeah. and also, obviously, they've been doing it with the electricity supply company. But this is starting to get rather sinister, and it's escalating, Viv. Yeah, it, it, it's worse than I mean, even David ex explained. For instance, in the uh, Western Cape, uh, just a week or so ago, there was a case where, you know, there was a bus bombing in George. So they basically threw uh, petrol bombs at a bus in George. 14 people, I believe, were seriously injured, burnt uh, by the bombs. Uh, this was, of course, you know, related to this whole taxi thing. Murders in the taxi industry are very common. It happens all the time. Uh, and with regards to the construction mafia, the worst case is, is basically the it kind of hides itself almost like a lobbying group. So uh, there's been cases when the police have been called in by the people being uh, uh, extorted. And they say, no, this is a community matter. This is nothing to do with us. This is you dealing with your local community. 
You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so you have to step away. Uh, Calgary M3 had to leave, I think, KZN because of this. Uh, uh, I mean, you're talking about, you know, people having to hire, like, serious, uh, you know, bodyguards and, uh, you know, uh, like their own kind of private security, uh, but at an extreme level with helicopters and whatnot yep. to try and uh, protect their, their sites from these kind of things. Uh, the thing is that in the sort of in construction sector at the moment, I I was approached a couple of years ago, about a year or so ago actually, to, to invest in a construction thing. Yeah. And I spoke to a friend's father. He was saying in that area there, you know, we have to basically weld our bulldozers together at night, not chain them together. We've got to weld them together at night. Otherwise, they'll, when they come in the morning, they'll be gone. Uh, and that's the kind of thing you have to deal with there. If you invest there, the stuff that you basically are putting in, you'd never know if you're going to get it out. And all likely what's going to happen, the guy that you're investing with, is going to get his friends to steal the stuff and you're going to go there and you're going to see, he's going to say, I also lost money, so you can't blame me. Uh, it's becoming a real, uh, you know, wild, wild west, like David said, um, in the construction sector. It's unbelievable. I'm just reading another sentence here from the, uh, the Fitch group. It says here, the disincentivizing effect on investment reduces economic growth and job creation and says a, an understaffed, underfunded and perceptibly corrupt police force is a fundamental aspect in the continued operation of organized criminal groups. So the police... They can't do it. And even if they wanted to do it, they'd probably be murdered. And if they don't want to fight it, then they just say, well, okay, we'll, we'll actually help you with this and get a, a brown envelope every week. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm going on too you're much, but it's disturbing. Yeah, well, you're talking about South Africa. So that's, that, these are the issues that we have to overcome. And I don't think the, um, I, I, I don't think the, uh, government have got the willpower to actually, over, you know, to do this. I don't think there's a head of police. I don't think those services exist. So I think it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a very serious situation. And until we get that, until we overcome these issues, nothing's going to happen here. You know, it's just talk and it's, an, it's men dressed in suits, you know, um, are looking very smart and looking like they're in control, but it's anything but that. So it, it's serious. And I mean, Viv's not making up stuff. You know, me, I can make up stuff. You know, you can, <laughs> I get a little exaggerated and I get a little emotional. But Viv's very level headed. So, you know, when he says things like this, you've got to believe him. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, just, uh, da David, you haven't been in, the only time I've ever heard you being emotional is about Arsenal, but uh, I'm sure privately it says here. Uh, again, I'm going to go on about this because I was reading this report from Fitch. I'm shocked. I mean, I don't live in South Africa anymore, but I was there for 28 years and I feel a very, very strong connection with it and it's potentially one of the richest countries in the world. But it says here, specifically, Fitch's country risk team maintain a bearish outlook for the RAND for 2023, particularly as terms of trade worsen and euphoria in the yeah. wake of the ANC's December 2022 elective conference dissipates and it goes on and on. The longer term output going into 24 um, we'll see RAND weakness as well. It just goes on. And I could say, I think now, if I had any investment in South Africa, I would say I'd be short the RAND at, um, at 18, 19, because it's going to go to 25 in the next couple of years. Am I being too um, fanciful here, David, Viv? No. I, no. I, you know, for the first time now, I'm, I'm just looking at, um, at the RAND, which is at 1852. And we're getting into some serious issues now. Admittedly, 
the dollar might have got stronger. I know Powell uh, gave out a statement which, as expected, you know, we are going to have to go higher. We might have to go fast. I don't think it's any surprise from the market, but the market's responding. So I don't know if it's a dollar, but this could be a combination of both things. But at 1850, you know, we're back in that very dangerous territory again, yeah. uh, which is you know extremely punishing for for us. Uh, you know, f- um, around at these levels makes it it's just making life a lot more difficult. And remember that if we gain to fix electricity, if we're going to fix all these things, uh, we don't manufacture the stuff here. You know, it's all imported stuff. So it just increases the cost of of actually addressing these issues. Uh, Viv, let's look at some company results now and get away from the macro issues, the uh, political issues as well, which is so, so important. But we have to look at what corporate South Africa is doing, and some corporates are doing very well. Nedbank results came out today. Okay, the share price was up uh, 2.5%, I think, in the first hour or so after those results, uh, Viv, but um, then fell a little bit. But the banks are doing well, I think. Yeah, surprisingly, I mean, considering that they usually uh, are indicators of the strength of the economy, and the economy, like we just mentioned, is not in a great situation right now. Uh, they did mention the fact that, you know, it's tough out there. Uh, consumer strain is becoming an issue. Uh, but I do think that if you look at uh, just how well our banks are performing, uh, it's, it's a bit surprising considering just how, uh, you know, tough the consumer environment is, it's perhaps likely to happen in the next little while. We've seen, for instance, uh, numbers around credit and so on, where the amount of credit being taken is quite, uh, increased quite a bit. But unfortunately, if you look a little deeper into it, it seems to be a lot of credit's going towards consumption. So people are basically trying to maintain their lifestyles, uh, you know, with higher you know, cost of living uh, by using credit, which is obviously, a, you know, a very, very short-term solution, uh, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit surprising, but uh, like I said, it might be a bit short-term. Yeah, David, I know Isn't you don't it, there's like... There's something very interesting. Um, you know, I, I think Vivs are referring to Nedbank's numbers today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bank has announced what they call a 5 billion, what's it, optimization initiation, mm. which I, which is a nice way of saying a share buyback. You know, in other words, they're going to buy back <laughs> their shares. You know. So, Lindsay, when a bank... Uh, has excess capital, you know, it's not lending it out, it's not taking any risk, yeah. and goes to buy that kind of money, takes it out of their capital, which is, I would say, tier one capital, which you need. You know, what it's, it's not a great advert, you know, it doesn't mean, hold on a sec, we're holding back lots of money because we've got projects. This is the opposite. So I, I, I we've got nothing to do with our money because we're a South African bank, yep. and, and we've got yep. absolutely nothing. We, I mean, in the old days, maybe 20, 25 years ago, after uh, democratization, uh, you could have said, "Goodness me, let's buy this little company. Let's buy that company." They're not even buying companies that are doing uh, digital online banking or anything in mm. order to diversify yeah. their portfolio. They just haven't mm. got anything. What did mm. Buffett say, David? You're a Buffetteer, or used to be a Buffetteer. He said something it, about it, uh, about buybacks recently. I think in his letter, it, it, at the right price. Mm. In other words, where the share is trading below what you would determine. There's intrinsic value. I mean, that's an open-ended question. What is intrinsic value? It depends on what you value the company at. Obviously, not at a premium, not at a wild premium that we've seen with businesses. But, you know, if you think it's, uh, in in effect, let me just simplify that, saying, you know, if it's trading below its net asset value or something to that effect, um, yes, then you can buy back, which Buffett did. Um, But, I mean, in this sense, 
if you think of ESKIM, which is short of cash, if you think of the amount of money that's needed for infrastructural development, the number of projects that are going to be announced, and Nedbank's buying back shares. Mm. That's a very strange message. You know, uh, uh, I'm not saying that they perhaps have got excess capital and it's the right thing to do, but you wouldn't think that in a, in a, in a cash starved country, and I mean, or a country that's going to need a lot of love and debt and so on, they say, nah, we're not, no, we're going to buy back shares. <laughs> so mm. I, I don't know, Viv, I don't know what you think. Oh, a strange message that. Uh, Viv, come yeah. in on this one, please. Yeah, look, I, I do agree. The, the fact of the matter is, uh, in this kind of environment, but it does make sense from, if you, if you had to have an outlook for South Africa, South Africa is shrinking at 1.3% a year uh, on an annualized rate, where load shedding is becoming an issue, where, uh, yes, ESCOM requires debt, but, I mean, is that debt, great debt to be giving out? If you had a cash in hand, giving it to ESCOM is not exactly going to be a smart idea at the moment. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, from a, from, a, from a business point of view, it's, it's a great indicator of strength. But it might be the smartest thing to be done. I mean, it's, in some cases, you know, not every every basically uh, decision is a bad decision. And here, you know, it's probably a, a good idea to look at uh, getting some of that money out of uh, back into shareholders' hands. Because quite frankly, like I said, in this current environment, you know, what they said, there's a 20% uh, jump in headline earnings. That is something you need to basically uh, think is not going to be uh, long-term, uh, you know, uh, sustainable in this environment. Okay, let me give you three headlines from a very basic website. Uh, one says, South African economy slumps in Q4 as power crisis ex escalates. Okay, how many more years and quarters and weeks and days will we read that sort of headline? The second one is South Africa's Nedbank sees signs of consumer strain with impairments up. It's the first time I've seen the impairments up for quite a while. And the third one is uh, GDP contracts 1.3%. We've seen that. Viv, there was another one as well. I'll stay with you. ShopRite. Yep. Uh, ShopRite, basically interesting market move today. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, started the day off, I think, like 4% down, ended basically flat, mm. uh, you know, less than 1% lower. So the market kind of had time to adjust to what was happening here. Uh, blackouts, huge problem. Uh, they said they spent ha over half a billion on blackouts. Uh, you know, basically, if, uh, the six months till the start of this year, they spent half a billion. And quite frankly, if you think about it, you know, the second, like I said, we, we mentioned it before, the last quarter of the year was the worst quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and if, and if you're thinking like it's going to be for six months, half a billion, it's more likely most of that half a billion went in the last quarter of last year. Uh, and of course, this year is exactly the same. And according to Deutsche, it's going to be worse going forward. Uh, trading margins basically reduced, uh, you know, from about 6.1 to the 6. Uh, profits were slightly up. Uh, sales were up significantly, uh, you know, over 16%. But of course, you know, there's a lot of inflation happening in that thing as well. And I, like also, I mean, people are you know uh, moving down the uh, the cost chain, and so Shoprite is near the bottom of that cost chain. Uh, it's kind of like Walmart. When you see basically bad news in the American economy, often you'll see Walmart rise because Walmart's the place where people go to shop when they're poor. And Shoprite is something. I'm saying they're like the, the the worst of just out there, but they generally are the cheapest out there, and that might be an indicator as to why they're getting. Uh, you know, uh, that improvement coming through. Uh, like I said, inflation was almost 10%, 9.4% on products over the, that period. So it just, it's quite a, a lot of pain that the consumer is feeling at the moment. Do they pass it on, uh, Viv, again, just before I go to David on this one, do they pass on that 94 10%, whatever the percentage is, to their customers? Or do they, just, was what? Or do they hold it back? The 9.4 is what they passed on. <laughs> That's huge. 
So I mean, yeah. that really is yeah. very, very big. David, uh, your yeah. attitude towards South African retailers and banks as well, well please. I, I'm getting very, you know, there's a, I, I get worried. And I mean, I've been worried for some time about it because uh, as we started to see load shedding take place, and this correctly points out, you know, we haven't seen the worst. Mm. I mean, it, 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 it only started December or November, December, whatever it is. And, and yet today, I mean, just to give you an example, it's not only water, it's, uh, sorry, it's not only power, it's water as well. And Lindsay, uh, we were out from 10 o'clock last night till 7.30 this morning. Goodness okay. me. So, yeah. So and your freezer is, is, is essentially redundant now. You cannot keep well, your stuff in the freezer. Your frozen that, peas, that, your that, whatever, your brisket, whatever you want. Yeah. You can't do that's, it. That's my wife's biggest fear. Mm. Absolute fear. And uh, because of that, you know, uh, um, and, and your, what happens as well, remember your fridge goes down as well. I just had an incident which is quite interesting. I mean, it's a very small issue. Yes. But um, I went into a restaurant and I saw a freezer there and the ice cream was empty. You know, this was a, a certain brand of ice cream that uh, this, this restaurant here was selling. Mm. And he says, I can't have it anymore. He says, because during load shedding, it melts. And then when it refreezes, it doesn't taste the same. It crystallizes or whatever it does, and I can't stock ice cream. Now, who does that affect? That affects this poor little man who's making ice creams. Do you know what I mean? He can't sell his ice creams because this happens. And uh, unless he's got a fridge in his own, you know, in his factories or whatever it is, but certainly, uh, you know, people in the restaurant industry are not going to do it unless they've got specialized services as well. So it's, it's these little things that pass throughout the entire economy. And I'm concerned that, that our analysts look backwards to project forwards, which is normal. Um, they take a line of what's happening. And, you know, we constantly hear, I'm expecting growth to be 13% for the next three years, you know, and this is it, my target price. I say, hold on a second. <laughs> this is not going to happen. You're not, you're not, you're not building in what we're going through at the moment. You're not building in how this is going to affect consumers and that. So I think sometimes, you know, when you read analyst reports, uh, their understanding is really based on taking what's happened in the past and trying to uh, project it forward. So I'm, I'm quite concerned about things. And uh, I think this is what, you know, also just referring to, um, to, to what Viv says, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these results and saying, hold on a sec. Um, I think it's going to be a lot tougher going forward. Okay. Let's have a look at a couple of other things. I keep on going on about this, David. And sorry, Viv, I'm uh, speaking to David because he, he's a scribe and he is uh, a, a business day um, <laughs> contributor. These platinum shares. I mean, I'm just looking at the Anglo-American yeah. platinum price. Yeah. Again, yeah. down. It was yeah. on yeah. Yeah. March the 4th, 2022, which is a year ago. It's only a year ago. It was... 250, 2,500, 2,500. It's now um, 971, something like that. Yeah. At some stage, yeah. we have to turn around. Maybe yeah. this is the investment of the yeah. century, but I, I suppose you could go down to uh, the beginning of 2020 on my graph here when it was yeah. 515. So it could have a lot more to go, but it must Let's be take away, value. Take Let, away COVID. Take away COVID, you know, okay. where you got that COVID blip and it picked up afterwards. Okay, Remember so the COVID that. blip means it is around one thirty-five. So go before that. If we go, <laughs> no, if we go before that, mm. so we've gone all the way back to about August twenty nineteen in, in Anglo Platzis price. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? That's where we were. Uh, so we've gone back what, three and a half years in, in terms of uh, Anglo Platte, you know, from those heady peaks and that to where we are now. That's how bad it is. I don't know whether Impala is any way like that, but uh, no. it's not that bad, but it's also starting to head that way where it's testing levels, uh, you know, testing support levels. Um, this way, its chart looks slightly better, but um, we are going back to those kind of levels. So, yes, it's a worry. Yeah, it's a worry. Um, on yeah. the other hand, the it's rains, an opportunity. Viv, is it an opportunity? Viv, come in on this one, please. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, this is actually, I think this is more to do with Powell's stuff today. The RAM, the gold prices, they're all going down around the same time he started talking. Uh, so, John Powell basically comes out and says that uh, interest rates are going to be higher than anticipated. And I think that's kind of pushing like commodity prices lower and pushing the RAND lower. And I think the Dow is down as well at the moment right now. Yeah. Uh, so, I think, yeah, as, as we are talking, Powell is speaking and that's kind of pushing kind of the stuff around. Okay, let's have a look at the prices now. The dollar rand is 18.52, which is a 1.6% rally for the dollar against the local currency. British pound against the rand, uh, pound up half a percent. So it's 22.05. Goodness me, euro rand is 19.64, a 0.8% gain for the euro. Euro dollar, 106.05. So the euro has fallen by three quarters of a percent. Stuff going on here. Okay, the gold price. Yeah, it's been smashed. Twenty-four dollars announced to eighteen twenty-four, down one point three percent. The platinum price down thirty-seven to nine forty. Palladium price down fifty dollars announced to thirteen eighty-one. And having a look at the energy complex, eighty-five oh six for Brent crude oil down one point three percent. West Texas crude seventy-nine forty-eight, down one point two percent. Natural gas prices up two percent, and uh, the rest. Of really no consequence. Let's have a look at now how the uh, bond yields are uh, responding to Mr. Powell's speaking that um, Viv referenced. Yeah, four percent now on the U.S. ten-year, which is um, yeah higher by about three basis points. The South African ten-year bond yield is ten fourteen, which is up around about yeah. two basis points. Nothing too dramatic there. S&P 500 futures are now flat more or less having been up around about half a percent this morning oh no wait a second i've just refreshed no, my no, screen no, no. sorry david no, down 0.8 percent yeah. i do apologize down 0.9 percent now to 4017. you must remember lindsay to refresh your screen occasionally um 22,252 <laughs> is the bitcoin price which is down 0.9 percent as well so all the risk assets are under huge pressure gentlemen i want to put this before i go into the uh, the movers on the jse up and down today i'm really worried suddenly Domestically and internationally, I'm very, very worried. Viv, are you worried? Internationally, not so much. I think the U.S. is doing well. Uh, investing there is still a, a, probably the best thing to do in the world at the moment. Uh, South Africa, on the other hand, uh, I mean, if you don't, if, uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, we had a reshuffle of the cabinet yesterday. Yes. Uh, I, movie Dead Cheers of the Titanic is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> uh, some other performers uh, are, are still around. Uh, you know, it's, it's really doesn't give you much confidence. I think two new ministries are added at a cost of about 35 to 40 million per ministry per year. Uh, you know, obviously in dollar terms it doesn't sound as much, but it's what like new ministries. What new ministries were added? I think electricity. What else was it? I don't remember the other one. I don't know. One, a monitoring one to make yeah. sure a, a ministry to monitor the other ministers. <laughs> 
it's unbelievable, but uh, almost comical, you know, to, to give a report card. We've got a minister to give a report card. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, I thought that was the president's uh, job, but obviously he's not up to it. So he's got to get a minister to go and give him a report card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, each one of these, I mean, I live on Corley Drive and I constantly see the blue light brigades, you know, all the cars driving up and down. I don't know where they go, but uh, uh, it just means that with each new minister, we we get a whole lot of new Range Rovers or whatever they drive, BMWs with with more bodyguards and just more salaries to pay. Just insane. Mm. You, yeah. sound, you sound despondent, uh, Viv. I hope you're not as so. But anyway. I'm not despondent. I'm just a South African. <laughs> you know, this is just life that I watch through my window. <laughs> Taking but, but, place outside. But, but here's the thing. Like, I mean, we always talk about the Dow. The fact of the is, look at South Africa. It's anywhere in the world. Lindsay, I'm sure you see that in the in Netherlands. You see that in the UK. You see, definitely see that in the US. Yeah. Half of Silicon Valley is South African, basically. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, uh, the, the amount of wasted talent, human capital, human potential we face in this country at the moment is is shocking, and it's it's it's, it's we, we 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 to a certain extent, you know, David and me, uh, you know, and of course you like not the country at the moment, but you know we we kind of escaped that whole thing. But if you were starting off right now, eighty year old, ninety year old, the future in front of you looks so bad; it's it's incredible. Yeah, and yet you two stay there. Because we, we've, we, we've gotten out of it. If we were 18 or 19, it would not be the same decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We're I can't you know. afford the airfares anymore, Lindsay. Oh, please, David. <laughs> it's one airfare and a, bit, a little bit of moving. Yourself and your lovely uh, wife, Linda. You your kids are all gone. Uh, it, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I can't say go. Um, because it's, it, because it's the wrong thing expert. to say. But okay. it is. I don't understand when I hear people say, well, this and you know, we're very resilient as South Africa. And you, and you, I see these stories today. I mean, the chat that we've had today has affected me profoundly about the no, construction no, mafia. Tell me, what? I want to go watch Ipswich. What does an Ipswich ticket cost me? Twenty-five pounds, David. So twenty-five. Now this is Ipswich. Hey, we talk, we're not talking about Arsenal. Eh? We're talking about Ipswich at twenty-one point nine seven. So that's going to cost me five hundred and fifty rand to go watch so? Ipswich. <laughs> but, but David, on the other hand, before sorry, Viv, before you come in, I'm not talking about football tickets. I'm talking about looking over your shoulder and saying, "No one's following me to slip my throat when I go to yeah. the car park to get my car." I'm not talking about traffic lights being out. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Uh, Constant electricity. Yeah. Britain is, you know, I, I wouldn't live in Britain, I must say. Britain is, uh, at the moment, a little bit messed up. But I think that what you're saying is about football tickets is a little bit, um, I don't know. Uh, no, now, it's what a I'm trying little to, bit frivolous. What I'm you can afford to go overseas, David. No. Uh, what, what, the, what I'm bringing up is what the cost now, um, you know, what it's starting to cost us to make these kind of decisions. You're quite right. Remember, we're earning ends. So if I wanted to live, and I'm not using myself, so please, I'm going to take myself out of the equation. Okay. But even if a young, even if a young person wanted to uh, go and live in Australia or England, yes. the cost of trying to use rand to buy a house or something is just prohibitive. You know, no, no, you have to work. Uh -huh. It's, you it's, have to work. You, you can't yeah. try it. You have to, you have to go work. 
You, but the you point is that if it's up. 20, if it goes from um, whatever it is now, whatever the rand is now, let me just quickly uh, refresh my screen here. Okay, the rand is... Um, 1848. 18... Are we going to pound or...? Yeah, pounds, whatever you like, 1850. We've decided during this conversation, David, that it might be 25 in two, yeah. three, four years' time. So yeah. now's the time to make the decision. I'm not asking you to go away. I just wonder why people who have the... The facilities and the wherewithal, I know it's yeah. a pain in the ass to do it and to, you know, get moving companies and move to a new country, etc. But David, your family has done it, and I often want to uh, ask half you, my th yeah, third why third don't you do it? Two thirds of my family. Mm. Well, I've, that's that's my problem. I've got a third here, a third in Australia, and a third in America, yeah. so uh, it makes it difficult. But uh, it's Lindsay, the point, whatever you're saying is happening. Yes. Do not underestimate it. It I is don't. happening. I, I, what I'm finding as well is that my generation, that's exactly what happened. People who are having a very comfortable life here as retired people, uh, playing golf and going to restaurants, have all of a sudden said, yes. you know what? I want to spend the last few years, my good years, with my children yeah. in Australia, in England, in America. Okay. And I'm finding a lot of when I say I, I wouldn't call them friends, but people I know, you know, in my community that are making those decisions now and starting to move, and uh, a number of young people have also started that that same movement now. Don't underestimate; it is happening in a big way. And as Viv says, we are losing superb talent. Mm. We are making no attempt to keep them here, and that attempt is to make life livable here and safe and uh, protect their assets protect their life we're making no attempt to do that okay i'm not trying to be disruptive at all i'm not trying to tell you what to do i made the decision to go to south africa and then get out of south africa because i don't know it just didn't sit well with me um but um viv someone like you you've got a, a young child now what's your what's your story but the thing is that it's it's possible, like David uh, is correct, there's lots of problems, but it's possible, and, and we are adjusting in this country as well to certain extent. I've seen new uh, like complexes being built up, which say no load shedding, because they have effectively built solar for the complex, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, we are kind of going towards an enclave society, something like what you're seeing in West Africa, something to a certain extent is what you see in, or used to see in parts of like South America and so on, where you'd have like, you know, certain parts of the country, certain parts of a town, you know, in its own little kind of like enclave, you know, enclosed kind of thing, where you, you almost are out of the, the, uh, the clutches of the municipality. And like, like, and there's these major. I mean, I don't know if you beat like this, like midstream estates and so on. Mm. These are gigantic. I mean, they're almost towns. Uh, I'm, I'm not just like joking. They almost are towns with their own shopping centers, their own schools, hospitals, whatever. But kind of like stepping away from the government, uh, you know, control. So th that is one of the options here. Yeah. The problem is that, like, you know, as you establish yourself in an economy, in any economy, I always say to people, at 30, it's what you know. At 45, 50, it's who you know. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, when you're 30 years old, you know, it's about what you know. Uh, and, and that's what gets you your job. That's what gets you your career, your prospects and so on. But when you're 45, 50, it should be about who you know. It's your networks. It's those kind of things that make you your money. And mm. to rebuild those things at that age is quite difficult, ah. I would think. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've had a very um, um, intense, uh, only from, from my point of view, um, and disturbing 
uh, conversation. Yep. It hasn't been economic, hasn't been market-based, it's been socio-economic. Anyway, let's get back to what we do best, and that is have a look at the top five major moves on the upside and downside. I've got Bytes up 5%, Kumba Iron Ore up 2.3%, uh, Clicks up 1.8%, and Nippy Rock Castle a 1.7% winner. On the downside, AVI down 46 they came out with their results recently. DRD Gold down 4%, Aspen down 3 and 2 thirds, Transaction Capital mm -hmm. down 3.5%, and, and Glencore down 3.1%. David, any of those ex dividends on the way down there? Um, let's see. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Not it, no. Because you like AVI, no, it's no. down 4.6% today. I, I, I know, it, yeah, it's a disappointing number. I tell you, the one that worries me is Transaction Capital. Okay. That's broken down as well. You know, it's broken down below 30. I've been concerned about it for some time. And, and, and there's a story that I think we could take up as well. Yes. Is that, you know, Transaction Capital made this uh, move towards secondhand cars with uh, We Buy, you know, We Buy Cars. That was their big move. The taxis are under pressure, mm. so they moved there. Now everybody's going into that space. Carew going into the secondhand car trading and now, yesterday, reading BitVest results, they also want to do it in a big way. And I'm saying, hold on a sec. This is starting to become a little bit of a crowded trade. You know, be careful, beware. Um, but transaction capital has been this persistent selling. It's been one of these favorite shares that everybody has spoken so highly about. And yet it's just been, you know, being, yeah, since, November, since December, just being sold down. So that's one that stands out to me amongst the losers today, you know, over and above uh, what we brought up with um, so it's a, Anglo Plastic. It's a steady well. selling, in other words. It's not a big, mm, a big mm, day today. It's yeah. just constantly, but, but constantly people the outlook, hitting the bid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the outlook from analysts still remains very positive. Hmm. You know, if you talk to Wayne and you talk to other people like this, they will give you a very positive view on the company. Same, I don't want to get Wayne into trouble, but I mean – you know, he often talks about uh, transaction capital. I'm saying, okay, but the, the chart and the price performance is reflecting something else. Wayne can't hear anyway. He's in the bush at the moment. Um, <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's, he's <laughs> annoying right. some animals. So, <laughs> rather than he's us. Getting a smoke and a drink. Ah, uh, yeah, he loves his smoking. <laughs> Fine fellow. Uh, Viv, any uh, stocks outside of the ones that David and I have mentioned that have caught your eye, either positively or negatively? It's interesting looking at the gold companies. You look DRD down. You're looking at, uh, you know, that kind of move happening here. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, just uh, the fact we talked about it just now, yeah. uh, the uh, the Powell thing and the fact that we're seeing commodity prices moving down, we might see a bit of a pullback tomorrow morning with regards to some of these precious metal stocks. Uh, maybe some of the other things like Kumba as well might be coming down tomorrow if uh, this move holds overnight. Okay, gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. David, before we go, give us the closing JSE indices, please, and as much live Wall Street as you can muster. We, we ended down 0.18% at 78557. We were a lot higher during the early morning, and yeah. uh, I think came down number. I think this was pre-PAL, but came down on our GDP numbers as a, a sharp reaction to that. The miners have been down 0.89%. Um, um, I'm just looking the financials, banks down slightly, but overall financials steady. And, and industrials, okay, doing all right. The uh, industrial 25 up 0.27% and consumer side of that market up 1.25%. So 
Um, I don't think those industrials reflect what happened because there were a lot more losers than there were gainers today, you know, particularly among the heavyweights. Value traded? Uh, just under, I just wrote it down now, you, hmm. under 20 billion, 20 and a half billion, All right. which is moderate. It's very modest numbers. That's okay. And Wall Street, I've got the S&P 500, David, <laughs> which is probably slower than yours. But I've got it, uh, it was down 0.9% when we spoke seven minutes ago, yep. but it's now only down just over half percent to 4,029 so it's holding up, it is, but it's, it's boring. It's, it is holding up. It's down. It's still above the 4,000 level, mm. down 0.61 as I look now. And NASDAQ is only down 0.38%. So okay. I don't think it's responding as badly as we thought it would be to the threats Powell. that are coming out of Powell. I can see him still on my okay. screen being asked questions and that. He's got two days of testimony. Brace yourself. When I say brace <laughs> yourself, for, for, for you know, this is boring stuff. There's, at least we back the football. Isn't there game, aren't there games tonight? Oh, my goodness me, David. The big one to me is Chelsea against Borussia Dortmund, which really oh. defines the season for Chelsea and the career Chelsea. of Graham Potter, don't you think? Mm. Sorry, Viv. Mm. Well, after the 1 0 on the weekend, which was just pathetic. Uh, just lucky. Also, yeah, I think his days are numbered now. Exactly. Gentlemen, <laughs> sorry if I got agitated about South Africa, but I, I, you know, I'm not a South African, but I, I have some strong links there and I'm really, really worried about it. But anyway, thank you for bringing me down to earth. David, go on. No, don't be well, Don't worry about that. Just if you want me to record uh, when I try to turn on the lights or when I try to turn on a tap and nothing comes out. Um, yeah. hey, I'd make Lindsay Williams blush, yeah. Okay. You guys talking about football here. Mm-hmm. Too pretty for me. I'm a United supporter. Civil <laughs> boys. Civil <laughs> Viv, we could talk for another half an hour about that extraordinary <laughs> evening. But it's good that you've come yeah. out with your colours. And bad luck uh, for Sunday afternoon. Viv Govender, um, <laughs> one of those many yes. South African um, Manchester United supporters, is from Rand Swiss in Johannesburg. Uh, David Shapiro is an Arsenal supporter, top of the league by five points, looking as though they're going to cruise to the title. And he's from Sassam Securities, and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.